The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Quantum Leaps in Healing with your host, Carrie Jahan. If you had the power to transform your life, how would you start? It's all about using what's inside of you and around you to enhance your personal health from physical to spiritual. Now, here is Carrie Jahan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quantum Leaps in Healing. I'm your host, Carrie Jahan. Today, we're going to be exploring how regression hypnosis can help us create healing across lifetimes also access our lost memories, and even solve our haunting questions. To explore this topic with me today is hypnotist and EFT specialist, Lily Hudson. Uh, Together, we will learn about her favorite experiences guiding clients into past lives and the world in between lifetimes, as well as explore fascinating questions like, do we choose our lives and our lessons? And how about, do we incarnate with the same people over and over? And what is it like to be a traveler through the inner world of past lives? And a last question of, you know, can we change a his- our history from within a regression session? So this is going to be a great show. I am delighted to introduce Lily. Lily and I met about two years ago at a training for EFT which is Emotional Freedom Techniques. Lily has developed several transformative programs, including Be a Better Student and this Breakthrough Weight Loss and Body Confidence Program, Slender, Strong, and Fit. She considers herself a lifelong student and is pursuing a master's degree with a concentration in leadership and conflict transformation. She is fascinated with how people tick and how to make them tick better, and I know she has helped me tick much better in my life. Uh, She's a wonderful practitioner of both EFT and hypnosis, and I have received many sessions from Lily and find her work to be so effective. I am therefore very excited for her to be on the show with us today, and so welcome, Lily. Thank you, Carrie. It's good to be with you. I love hearing all those nice things about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a great way to start, and they're all so true. They're so true. So I thought for today what we would do is is maybe start off, if if you can just start to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this work. Okay, thank you. um, My background is in science. I was a chemistry major, and I later worked in basic medical research. So my my first step into the field of personal growth and development was with emotional freedom technique, and that was really to save myself from the damaging effects of my own anger. EFT is phenomenal for so many things, um, especially letting go of anger and hurt for resistance to change, even for physical issues. After being certified, In EFT and working with the conscious mind, I became intrigued with hypnosis and the power of the subconscious mind to either affect change or to keep you stuck. And we know that about 80% of what we do every day is run by the subconscious mind. That's why making changes is so difficult. 
why we often say that willpower isn't enough to make changes stick. Now, using hypnosis and EFT, I have two very powerful tools at my disposal to help people make the changes that they want to make. And I'll often use only EFT or only hypnosis. But when I'm working with longstanding habits, I can use both and even be more effective. Wow, great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, can we talk a little bit about um, hypnotists and do, do all hypnotists do regressions? Well, my first instructor was adamant that we not do this work. I live in the South, in the heart of the Bible Belt, and a lot of people are afraid of hypnosis and definitely don't agree with the idea of past lives. So if I may, I'd like to just take a moment and talk about hypnosis, what it is and what it isn't. That would be great, yes. Good, good. Um, First, hypnosis is not mind control. And that seems to be the major fear because we see stage hypnotists make people cluck like a chicken. Now, you can reject any idea or suggestion that goes against your moral or ethical code. Hypnosis is also not a truth serum. If you would lie about something to my face, you can lie in hypnosis. And you can't get addicted to hypnosis, but you may really like the relaxed way it makes you feel. And you can't get stuck in hypnosis. I tell my clients that even if I were to die in the middle of a session, they would eventually just wake up and they would feel refreshed and relaxed. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) What hypnosis is, is this. It's a creative state. It's a relaxed state of focused concentration. And people feel awareness, but awareness like in a daydreamy kind of way. And most people have experienced hypnosis, whether they call it that or not. It can happen when you're engrossed in a book or a movie or even in a really good conversation with a friend. You look up and you think, you know, where did the time go? And prayer. What is prayer but a state of focused concentration on that conversation between you and God? Yeah. Wow, that's a great description. Thank you. Um, I know that you consider yourself a Christian, and we have many similar beliefs. Um, but I'm wondering, for this particular show and this topic, like, how do you reconcile your beliefs with reincarnation? Well, I love what Herbert Perrier says in his book, The Edgar Casey Primer. And it's wonderfully titled, Discovering the Path to Self-Transformation. In the chapter on karma and grace, he says that reincarnation is a natural corollary to the premise that God is love. And the Edgar Cayce readings affirm what's said in Matthew 18, 14, that it is not the will of the Father that anyone should perish, that any should perish. So I feel that reincarnation is a factor in that promise of grace, that living multiple lives is the opportunity to resolve conflict and karma, and that all fits beautifully with the idea of the redeeming power of God. Christ, Spirit, Universe, whatever you want to call that one powerful, loving, redemptive force. And as it works in my life, because I feel with such surety that that love, I respond to it by wanting to be better, wanting to be loving, be kinder, and I respond to it by having a bigger vision of what this life experience is all about. And Carrie, that's really what opened me to the idea of reincarnation, that the loving force that I experience would make this lifetime a a (laughs) one-and-done, kind of a do-or-burn test, just doesn't fit. 
Right. It goes yes. back to my, my science training, really. Everything in chemistry is very logical and orderly, and reincarnation is just logical for me. Now, not everybody has experienced that relationship, so I don't judge anybody for their thoughts or their decisions or even for their fears. This is just what works for me, and this is what encourages me and supports me in stepping into who I want to be and how I want to engage in the world. Wow, thanks, Lily, for sharing all that. That really just resonates with me, and it uh, makes, all, all, <laughs> makes so much sense. Um, I know you consider yourself, too, like a lifelong student, and I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit about where you get your training from? Oh, okay. I was first certified with, a, with the National Guild of Hypnotists, and I did my regression training with John Amoroso, Dr. John Amoroso, who wrote a wonderful book called Awakening Past Lives. And I also worked with a marvelous teacher, Dr. Deborah Smith, at Atlantic University, both of them at Atlantic University. And I've studied the work of, you know, being a curious person. I keep reading, keep studying. I've studied the work of uh, Brian Weiss and Michael Newton, Stephen Sutphin, uh, Dolores Cannon. And one of my favorite volumes of work is an anthology that was compiled by Winifred Lucas. So wow. I, I think I have a broad training, and there's so much to learn and know, and I just keep, keep learning. Wow, yes. Wow, that is such a broad training. Um, so let's dive in a little deeper. Uh, let's talk about past life regression and life between lives. I'm curious, and why do people even seek out this modality, and what do they hope to learn? A number of reasons. Some people want to know if they've had other lifetimes with somebody they love. One traveler encouraged her, in, encountered her current-day daughter as her twin in a past life. Many, wow. many people, <laughs> many, many people want to encounter personal guides or angels, and they may feel that they have a mission, but they're unclear on what it is. So they're hoping for guidance on that. Some people just want to check in and see how they're doing in this life. So, in short, people seem to be looking to resolve, to understand, to connect. They're looking for people they've known before, looking for answers to struggles. For Mm. instance, why am I having such a hard time with this person? Mm. Um, Am I meeting karma in some way? Um, Have I been less than wonderful in a past life and I'm paying for it now? And I have a story about that, if you'd like to hear that now. I would love it. Yes, that would okay, be great. good, good. One traveler, and by the way, I call myself a guide, and I call my, my, my clients travelers. One traveler felt like he had been given an important book. He actually had, had felt like it was channeled, downloaded to him, but he couldn't take the final steps to finding a publisher and the idea of promoting the work was just, Stopping him, So he was worried that he had been wealthy and powerful in a past life and had misused his position or his wealth in some appalling way. So he wanted to be taken to the Akashic Records so that he could understand what was going on. So after relaxing him into a trance state and leading him to the Hall of Records, and suggesting that the book he sought would just become apparent to him. 
and then directed him to take the book to a table and let it fall open to the information he sought. So he was quiet for a period of time, and I could see his eyes moving, almost as if he was reading. And then I noticed some quiet tears coming from his eyes, his closed eyes, and he said, oh, it's just habit. It's Mm. lifetimes and lifetimes of being poor, being a monk. I'm seeing myself in several lifetimes with a begging bowl, owning nothing. I haven't been awful at all. And he was so relieved. It was a wonderful session, a wonderful experience for him and for me. Wow, that's wonderful. That's really... It's just amazing what can block us, and we, we can think it's all these, you know, things that are common in our world and our, in our lives, and then we find out that it's, that's not it, and to have this deeper meaning, I just feel for me, it just really sets me free to step forward in my life, and so I can really relate to Dave. It does look like we're coming up on our first commercial break. So what I think we'll do now is just take a pause from this. And then um, when we come back, we can continue on exploring more about regression hypnosis and um, how this works and what we can gain from it. I'm so fascinated by this conversation, and I'm delighted to have you with me today, Lily. So we're going to take a pause and uh, go to a commercial break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Experience multidimensional transformation with Carrie Jahan. Multidimensional transformation is a powerfully effective healing modality that works consciously with the zero point field. With this innovative modality, Carrie facilitates individuals and groups in experiencing a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. Carrie works compassionately and diligently with people to help them resolve physical pain, emotional troubles, spiritual struggles, and subconscious beliefs from both current and past lives. Carrie works remotely with people around the globe. She helps facilitate some of the deepest healing her clients have ever experienced. To schedule an appointment for multidimensional transformation, contact Carrie through her website at carriejahan.com or call 845-802-4130. Again, that's Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E.com or call 845-802-4130. Everyone can learn to communicate with their loved ones in spirit. When you tune in to School of Miracles Radio with Heather Scavetta, you'll learn more about how to develop the ability to see, hear, and feel your loved ones in spirit, as well as spirit guides, masters, angels, and higher beings of light that make up the invisible world. School of Miracles Radio airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. Now, back to Quantum Leaps in Healing. Hello, everyone. This is Carrie Jahan, and I am here today with Lily Hudson, EFT specialist and hypnotist, and we have been talking about regression hypnosis, and I've been finding this a very fascinating conversation. I've had many regressions um, with Lily myself, but to, to dive into it even deeper has just been really wonderful. So, Lily, you were just wrapping up, uh, telling us about um, someone who was trying to write a book and was a little bit stuck and found out um, why it was that he was stuck. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add on to that before we move on to another question? Well, just a point of clarification. He had actually completed the manuscript, and the next step was to find a publisher and start promoting it. And what was so compelling for him is that he felt like he was given this information um, as the physical channel to the world, that, that it needed to get out to the world. And so he really felt a sense of hmm, that he was not fulfilling the duty. Mm. He was not honor, honoring the trust of being given that information. So it was important for him to understand this and move past it. Wow, that's great. Um, so I know I know a little bit of how this works, and so we've done some regressions together. But for our listeners, I'm wondering if you can share um, the method or the process. Oh, the how-to. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. Well, we, we start with goals first. What are you hoping to learn? What's top of mind? Um, what do you, where do you want to go? And this helps me in guiding you, the client. Let's just say you. And as I mentioned before, I speak of myself as a guide, and my client is the traveler. So you'll hear me say that a little bit more. Um, make no mistake, I call myself a guide in this work, but the traveler will go where they want to go and where their soul feels they need to go for their benefit. So, again, that's the, the point that I am not in control. It's really the, the traveler, the client that's in control in all hypnosis. So we begin with a, a simple um, talk about goals and such, what it's going to be like. We start with physical relaxation. And then I use imagery to take my traveler to a safe place. It can be out of their imagination or a place that they enjoy going to or a place they want to go to. And it's often nice there to request that a, a guide, um, <laughs> an out-of-body guide or uh, angel, join us there. I often suggest that my traveler ask for their highest teacher to join them. So... Um, at the, the next juncture, we'll um, step over several different ways to do it. We can go across a bridge. Um, we can uh, go through a mountain pass. We might go into childhood memories. Um, but on that image, that, that issue of getting images, a lot of people seem to get stuck here because they think that this is going to be like a Technicolor movie, and they think that they're not doing it right if they don't see that movie open for them. So I always explain my own experience that um, I may see a scene or I simply may have just a sense of it and just an impression, just a, a, a knowing, if you will. Some people are more visual and they see. Some people are auditory and they hear, kinesthetics feel. 
So when I see a scene, what I've learned to do is that it starts to appear in my lower right visual field. Now I've got my eyes closed, of course, but I start to see it there, and I've learned that by simply taking a deep breath or two, I can allow that image to expand, and it's sort of like pulling back a curtain. Now, in the actual process um, of hypnosis, in the journey, some people will see themselves, and that means that they are in a lighter level of relaxation, and that's perfectly fine. Sometimes they're able to allow themselves to go a bit deeper with some more breathing, more relaxation, and um, then they may find that they are looking at the lifetime through their eyes, feeling things through the body of that person who they were, rather than being an observer on a diff- in observing a different lifetime. So I mentioned that we um, that after we have the guide and they have some practice opening up to um, the imagery of what's there, we might cross a bridge. We might go into happy memories from younger and then younger ages. Um, it's fun, I think, actually, to go into a prenatal state because they can often sense what the mom was feeling, what was going on there, and then into a past life. Now, to move to the space between lives, um, we usually access this through a death scene from a past life. Wow. Is that moving through the death scene um, into a past life scary for people? You know, it's interesting. I talked with... um, a psychic who said she was taught to never go through the death scene, and I was taught to definitely go through the death scene. And it's worked every time for me. Is it scary? Mm. When it is, I have learned to stay calm, to ground the traveler by reminding her that she's in a memory and that she's perfectly safe in the current date and time. So that doesn't worry me. I am aware of it. And I definitely take care of my travelers. The very first regression I ever performed, and this was in class, my traveler dropped into the middle of a massacre in her oh, life wow. as an Indian male. It was, it was pretty serious stuff. <laughs> fortunately wow. for me, yeah, fortunately for me, I, I had uh, teacher's assistants in the room, and uh, one of them came right over and fortunately for me, this traveler was very, very experienced. She was years ahead of me in her experiences with regressions. Um, now, the interesting thing about moving through the death is that that seems to be when we make decisions, where we solidify assumptions, learnings, and we can often hold on to regret or sadness or anger. So at that moment of just before death or just the last breath, I can give the traveler the opportunity to say or do anything that their feeling has been left undone or unsaid. And that can include asking for forgiveness or telling a child that they're proud of them or assuring a spouse that they'll be all right. That thoughts and emotions around the time of death also allow travelers to choose a different path, even rescript an event, create a different outcome. And once we get into the spiritual realm, they can often choose to meet with a particular person that they had a problem with, to ask forgiveness or to express themselves in some way that brings about a healing, a peace, a resolution. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Um, can you tell me about the spiritual realm and about the life between regressions? Oh, well, that's really fun. When, All right. we focus, <laughs> when we focus on the life between lives, what we really want to consider is spending time in our true home. Um, some of my colleagues call this work ascension instead of regression, and I think that fits. Because when we think of death and, quote-unquote, going to heaven or meeting our maker, we've been trained to conceptualize that as going up to heaven. Now, we don't need to digress into discussing whether heaven is up, down, or right here. That's another story for another day. And maybe we'll hop on the radio one day and and have a a talk about that. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. So I'd love to hear what callers have to say about that, too. So with Life Between Lives, we, I, I first discuss with the traveler ahead of time where they might go, the different stops that Newton and Michael Newton and Brian Weiss and others have cataloged so well through their work with so many clients. And so I do see the idea of encounters with different individuals or different groups, different events, um, such as visiting the Akashic Records, going to the area where you have the opportunity to set up the next life. We just call it the life selection area. Um, there are, of course, visiting with your soul cluster. You might visit places that are purely for fun and recreation or knowledge. Uh, it might be a workplace. It might be a school, for instance. What seems to be most important and transformative is to a visit to what we refer to as the council um, the, the collection, different people call it different, different things, but really that collection of wise beings with whom the traveler will review their goals, review their life, and any major learning from the life's experiences. Wow, wow. And what is so transformative about that experience? Oh, well, most people come before their counsel with some trepidation. You know, we're, we're pretty hard on ourselves. And we know absolutely every one of our wrinkles and warts and transgressions. So people come to the council. um, They often have a guide with them because they they just feel like they need that support. And they're feeling like they haven't measured up. Or maybe they feel like they've met a, a proper mess of things. But when they're there, what they feel is love and compassion. And what we hear of, what's, what's fun for me is that when I ask travelers, you know, how do they appear to you and how many are there and so forth, we'll often hear about the council being in, different, in robes of different colors or maybe they're just energy bubbles, different colored lights. But one traveler was giggling and she found them dressed in Western clothing, like boots and vests. Oh, and that is great. <laughs> <laughs> As if they were going line dancing or something. You never know. You never know. You just <laughs> you might. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so on this, um, on this really, really fun kind of uh, vision of the council, um, I would like to go towards another break. We're going to take a okay. quick commercial break, but I have been finding this so fascinating to talk to you, Lily, about regression, hypnosis, and the life between lives. If you want to reach Lily, Lily can be contacted at lily at 
lilyhudson.com. And Lily is actually spelled L-I-L-I. Uh, feel free to call us uh, to the station if you have any questions and want to talk to us directly. We will see you on the other side of this commercial break and continue our conversation about regression hypnosis. So stay tuned. Well, you're listening to Carrie Jahan, your host of Quantum Leaps in Healing. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Experience multidimensional transformation with Carrie Jahan. Multidimensional transformation is a powerfully effective healing modality that works consciously with the zero point field. With this innovative modality, Carrie facilitates individuals and groups in experiencing a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. Carrie works compassionately and diligently with people to help them resolve physical pain, emotional troubles, spiritual struggles, and subconscious beliefs from both current and past lives. Carrie works remotely with people around the globe. She helps facilitate some of the deepest healing her clients have ever experienced. To schedule an appointment for multidimensional transformation, contact Carrie through her website at carriejahan.com or call 845-802-4130. Again, that's Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E.com or call 845-802-4130. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You're listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Carrie Jahan. K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. Now, back to Quantum Leaps in Healing. Hello, everyone. This is Carrie Jahan. I'm here with Lily Hudson, EFT and hypnosis, uh, hypnotist specialist. And we are talking about regression hypnosis. And we were just uh, just chatting about the life in between lives and seeing our counsel. And, and Lily, I was just wondering if you have any more stories to share because I'm finding them very fascinating and, but also very informative. I have a lot of short stories to share, <laughs> <Okay>. Carrie. <laughs> um, about, you know, and what I've, I've tried to do as we prepared for this was to choose stories that would sort of illustrate different points about how uh, regressions can be used. So um, one is about a traveler who um, was upset with her life. She felt like her life had been chosen for her and 
she was sort of under her husband's thumb all the time. So when she um, went into hypnosis and found herself in a past life, she was a young woman, and she had fallen in love with um, someone who was not suitable, according to her family. She and her lover ran away from home. Uh, Her brother was sent to find her and retrieve her, and in the process of doing that, he killed her lover. I'm, I'm not sure if it was by accident or by intent. And from the perspective of the young girl, you know, being very upset, witnessing this unfolding, she wasn't clear-headed in the moment. So we would have to do some other work to talk to the brother's spirit and figure out what, what was it, accident or intent. Um, but he, the, the lover did die. The brother brought her home, and she lived out her life as her father wished. Now, in this life, as I said, her husband is that brother who brought her home. He was charged with the task of finding this girl and bringing her home. And he seems to know, need to know where she is at all times, and that's something that really irritates her. It causes some friction between them. So in knowing that this was, again, like the fellow with the book and at the lifetime with the begging bowl, it was his habit to need to know where he was, she was. And there may have even been an element of, of insecurity that, that he needed to keep watch on her. As far as having her life chosen for her, um, the, the young woman in the past life definitely had her life chosen for her, just as the lady in this lifetime felt like her movements, her career moves were prescribed and chosen for her. Ah, so, yes. Yeah. So there was some healing, some understanding there. Um, and then her task, of course, is to step back from that habit of being irritated with her husband and have a little more compassion for what's going on. Because we really can't change other people, but we can change ourselves. And we can change how we respond to situations. And that in itself is healing. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree, which is why I really wanted to bring this topic onto the show because I find this, this, he- this very healing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. so I mentioned a few a little bit ago before the break about how um, I'll see a scene that it just sort of get an impression and then it opens. I've learned to open it with, with just the breath and relaxing. And some travelers drop into hypnosis easily and some do not. I had a client who had tried this before with someone else, and he kept saying, I'm not getting anything, I'm not getting anything. And he really put me through my paces. So he he finally allowed the process to open for him, and he saw himself in charge of a large utility operation. And he said said with some pride that, that, um, oh, I'm, I'm very powerful, I'm in charge of this, and I'm doing a really good job. And then the scene changed, and he started getting upset. His face flushed. He started breathing a little more shallow, shallow breaths, and he saw the destruction of everything around him. Wow. And he said that he was duped, that he had trusted the wrong people. And he sort of had the impression that this was maybe... Um, Atlantis, a very, very long ago lifetime. Now, he he was very upset with being being in that position of trusting someone, and it was the wrong decision. Huh. 
And what did you do then? Well, in this case, we didn't rescript the situation. It seemed more beneficial in this case to lead the traveler into a healing session, to simply asking forgiveness, for to atoning for what he did or he didn't see, and for the decisions that he made. And he had some physical issues as well, so this seemed also like a time to ask for physical healing. For instance, he had a neck issue. Um, You might think about neck and shoulder, you know, carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. The metaphors that we use will show up often in physical problems. So we asked for um, a physical healing and did a scan through his body, looked at releasing points of, of tightness, and I asked him to visualize these, these problems as, you know, dark areas that he then could allow to release almost as a, a puff of snow, smoke leaving his body. Um, you know, carrying that guilt, carrying any kind of emotion, my story is about anger, carrying emotions around can really make us very, very sick. So yes. I'd like yeah. to, um, I, on an entirely happy note, I'd like to give you a really happy one. And this is a favorite story of mine about a traveler who found herself in the womb and she was recalling her family having a lot of fun before she was born. It was just light and fun, and a bunch of people had gathered. There was a lot of laughter. And as a young girl, in this, in this same regression, she recalled a favorite aunt and how much she loved that lady, and she you know, had a few little tears connecting with this woman again. So in the spirit realm, this is the really fun part, She found herself on a beautiful plain, a beautiful outdoor space, meeting very natural space, meeting other souls, and she saw them as bubbles of pure energy and light. And to hear her tell this was so much fun. She was just enlivened, and it was wonderful. She called these people, these souls, she called them bubble people. And if ever I wish I could be inside a traveler's vision, it would be to see the bubble people. Wow. Yeah. I would love to see the bubble people, too. Yes. I want to go and see the bubble. Well, next progression, it, you know, the intent will be, I want to see the bubble people. Yes. <laughs> now, Carrie, can I ask a question? Yes, definitely. Um, we've had regressions and sessions. Is there anything that you would like to share about the regressions you've experienced. Sure. Oh, that would be wonderful. So I did a regression with you where, well, first of all, I want to say that I've done a few where it's either via Skype or one in person, actually, when I was in Tennessee. And so they were both, they're all, whether it's via Skype or in person, I just find them so effective and so easily to slip into that space with you. I don't know if it's your presence or your voice or your skill all wrapped up together as one that just really... (laughs) Um, just really helps me get into that space. So just wanted to put that out there. But well, also, thank you. Those I, are very kind words. I appreciate that. Oh, and, yes, and it, yes, true. It, it, it is fun to do it by Skype, and the nice thing is that opens the whole world. Yes, and, and then I'm in the comfort of my home as well, and, mm-hmm. and that's even easier for me to kind of slip into that space. So there was that regression I did with you when we were in Tennessee, and that was when I 
I slipped into a past life where I was a 26-year-old Native American male, and I could see through uh, my eyes the scenes. And so I could see my feet. I knew I was wearing like a bearskin jacket. I could, knew I was slender. Just, just could see it that way rather than seeing myself as a third person outwardly. And it was uh, not an easy time for sure. It was around the time of Columbus. I could see a lot of cargo being uh, dumped off of ships and I had feelings come up in me. So I had um, an enormous amount of anger coming up that we were being destroyed. That was the word. We were just being destroyed and we were being threatened and the women were being raped and our belongings were being stolen. And I also had um, feelings of powerlessness and just hopelessness and defeat. And I was amazed actually to be able to feel those emotions in this present day that they were so, they were so real for me. And I also, one of the fun things about it is that I had a brother and I knew instantly that this brother in this lifetime as a Native American was an ex-boyfriend of mine, Pat. And it was just kind of wild just to see that, to, to have that knowing and have this kind of warmth that came along with it that, oh, we're, you know, we've been traveling together and, it was just really sweet. And so anyway, we, we, this was a life between life regressions. And so you brought me right to a death scene in that lifetime. And I had this really big wound on my left side. And I was in a teepee. My brother was there and a medicine woman was there. And everything was fine. Everything was just fine. And I knew I was dying. And I had this bizarre feeling at the time. I guess it was bizarre because it doesn't match the situation, but that it's been a good ride. It's all been worth it. You know, this kind of like woohoo kind of feeling right at this time. And that was a surprise to me. But what was happening is that I was starting to see just from a, such a bigger picture point of view. And I had a message from my brother that we're not dying in vain. And that this is really about the advancement of the human race and every battle is worth it and we actually can't lose. Um, and at the time, that made so much sense. And even now, i like, wow, I think back to those words that came to me and that knowing that came to me and I think, gosh, you know, that's, um, it feels so, it feels so healing compared to really what the, the circumstances are in our 3D world and what we're living out. But to just get this much bigger experience and vision of of what that was uh, was just very very powerful for me and then we went into um, I I left my body and then we went into the council and I want to say the beautiful thing about the council was just being flooded with love like they had things to share with me and and that was you know very enlightening but I think that it really grounded for me on a much deeper level, how much we're loved and supported. And they're right here. They're right here all the time. And I remember just almost weeping with just because I was filled with so much love and I could really feel Archangel Michael right on my right side and feel the council in front of me. And because I'm someone that can carry this kind of, oh, I'm messing up and I'm not doing well enough and all of this kind of heaviness and to 
just be flooded with, oh, no, no, everything is just fine. In fact, you're doing really well, and we love you. We love you so much. Uh, It was just very, very healing. And then to bring that into my daily life of uh, just walking with my my support that much tighter and, and that much closer. Anyway, it was just a beautiful experience, Lily, and that was just one of one of them with you, and I've just so got got so much out of that. That was a wonderful experience, and that's what I mean about transformative. Going to the council is transformative. Yes, yeah. I um, I'm looking at the time, and it looks like we can actually. Re- jump into another commercial break feel free to contact lily at lily at lilyhudson.com and lily is l-i-l-i and you can also reach her on our telephone which is 615-319-5603 so we are going to jump to a quick commercial break and on the other side we will continue our discussion about regression hypnosis so stay tuned you're listening to Carrie Jahan your host of Quantum Leaps in Healing The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Experience multidimensional transformation with Carrie Jahan. Multidimensional transformation is a powerfully effective healing modality that works consciously with the zero-point field. With this innovative modality, Carrie facilitates individuals and groups in experiencing a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. Carrie works compassionately and diligently with people to help them resolve physical pain, emotional troubles, spiritual struggles, and subconscious beliefs from both current and past lives. Carrie works remotely with people around the globe. She helps facilitate some of the deepest healing her clients have ever experienced. To schedule an appointment for multidimensional transformation, contact Carrie through her website at carriejahan.com or call 845-802-4130. Again, that's Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E.com or call 845-802-4130. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Carrie Jahan. K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. Now, back to Quantum Leaps in Healing. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Carrie Jahan, your host of Quantum Leaps and Healing. With me today is Lily Hudson, and we have been talking about regression hypnosis and just finding it to be a really fascinating and informative conversation, Lily. And I'm so grateful to be here with you today. It's a lot of fun, Carrie. Thank you. I see. I have another question for you, and I'm wondering, I know that you do a whole lot of work around healthy eating and healthy weight, and how does regression play into this? <laughs> well, I have a couple of really great, powerful programs that don't typically include any regression work, but when I'm working one-on-one, I can, of course, customize the work for the client. <clears throat> for instance, my one of my passions is helping people with healthy weight loss, loss, excuse me, healthy weight loss and healthy weight management, and having a strong positive body image. As the mother of a daughter in the acting world, there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves about our bodies. We also know that this uh, this mind body connection to food and eating can sometimes appear to cross lifetimes. For example, I've had clients that just couldn't stop eating, and suddenly in regression, they're looking at lifetimes without enough to eat. And moving through that process of rescripting that story, walking through the life in a totally different way can transform their world. So here's a specific story. One traveler visited a life where, as a young boy, he was arrested for stealing food, and then he died in prison all because he was, he was simply hungry. And it's no wonder that that very powerful experience, that feeling that being hungry was life-threatening on several levels, no question that that would bleed over to another lifetime. So exploring that experience, that lifetime, and then using the creative trance state to change that experience was huge. And this is the way he changed the story. He had himself as a boy actually become successful first at trading work for food, and next he was able to show his value in creating business for his employer. We then visited the end of the lifetime that he, as he rescripted it, and the life and, uh, that he allowed himself then to die at a much older age, feeling peaceful and loved and having his family around him. And so after he emerged from trance, that desperation for food was greatly diminished. Now, we still have the habit of needing to eat. So then we do some tapping EFT work to work on the habit, work on the remaining charge around food and eating and safety so that he could fully integrate that sense of safety about food and that sense of safety around just feeling normal levels of hunger. Wow, that's just fantastic. What a transformation. It, it, it really was. It was. It was exciting. And, it, you know, you go in and you, you don't know exactly what you're going to find, and that's where the creativity comes in to play. Now, if I can, I do want to mention that I have a call coming up in about two weeks, and I'm going to teach you, everyone, how to eat anything you want and never gain another pound. <laughs> All right. Do- <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, this has to do with not dieting. So be sure, listeners, to let me know if you're interested so I can be certain that you get the info. And the way to do that is to um, get onto my website, www.lilyhudson.com. That's L-I-L-I-H-U-D-S-O-N. And uh, sign up for the newsletter. So um, 
after that call, I'll be starting an online class, an online group class in a couple of weeks that will have to do with changing the connection to food and eating so that the weight loss happens and the weight doesn't come back. Now, if you struggle with emotional eating or if you're a stress eater, you definitely want to know about the call coming up and about the group program. So you can shoot me an email or sign up for my newsletter at my website. Oh, great, Lily. And I, I highly recommend you. You do such <laughs> fantastic work. So I just, I'm just delighted that you're out there helping other people because you're just so effective in what you do. I also know that you are writing a book, and I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'll tell you a little bit because, like you, I'm watching the time. This time has flown. Yes, it um, has. <laughs> but thank you for, for asking about that. I'm writing a book about the experiences that my travelers have had because I find that they're different from the people that I have studied and if you're, again, if you're interested in knowing about that or perhaps you have an experience that you'd like for me to include in the book, please shoot me an email or sign up for my newsletter so you're connected to that. Great. And can find out when that comes out. Fantastic. Um, yeah. If I have an, another moment, uh, do you tell me, Carrie, how are we doing? Um, we, you have another moment, yes. Okay. Go for it. So, um, the, the thing that I run into a lot is, how do we know? Is it true? Is it true? Well, it's a good question, but we all seem to be fascinated with the idea of what happens after this. And the idea that we get to be reborn is comforting, enriching, and it really fits with my idea of life and learning. So whether or not we get enough information that we can actually corroborate and find that you did live on Boston on 5th Street in 1837 or not, what I do is simply trust that your subconscious, your unconscious, and your guides bring to you the information that is helpful to you. And as I said, everyone walks away with that feeling of, of ultimate love and acceptance from the council. So in the end of the day, if we can give people information, answer questions, put some fears and sadness to rest and foster a greater understanding of life and the connectedness, then we have the power to truly live on purpose, to not just be good, but to be good for something. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a that's good thing. That's great, Lily. Well, thank you so much. It's been just so wonderful to have you on the show, and I just really value, value you, and I value your work, and I'm just delighted that we could share this with everyone today. So before we close, I just want to share a little bit about how you can reach me and a bit of what is to come on Quantum Leaps in Healing. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook or visit my website at kerryjahan.com. I am a practitioner of multidimensional transformation with a deep love for my work. And with this modality, which is a modality that works consciously with the zero-point field, I help individuals and groups around the world uh, remotely to have a vibrational shift towards a healthier state of being. And so if you are interested in, in uh, a free consultation with me, you can send me an email at kerryjahan at gmail.com. So 
I will be talking about um, multidimensional transformation in about two weeks on this show. The very founder of it, Masha Levina, will be joining me. That will be September 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I feel as we evolve, so do our abilities to heal ourselves. And so I'm just so excited to share with you some of these techniques uh, that that I'm aware of um, and bringing them to the show for to share with you. So uh, stay tuned for the upcoming shows. I will be interviewing healers to discuss quantum techniques, body talk, transformational breath, um, working, even working with crystals and essential oils and much, much more. So join me again next week as we dive further into the realms of healing. And Lily, thank you so much for joining us today. Carrie, thank you, and I have to give you a promo, too, because you've done this work with me, and it is amazing. It is amazing. So sign up with Carrie. Get a hold of her soon. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Lily. All right, everyone, we'll see you next week at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Leaps and Healing. Carrie Jahan hopes you will join her again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll talk to you again next time.